You're listening to the Food Freedom Life Podcast. My name is Brittany Allison, and I spent six plus years stuck in diet binge cycles, hating my body, and envying others who seem to have it all because I never felt enough. What I discovered in my journey to food freedom and becoming a registered dietitian is this. You can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it. So if you're ready to learn how to be in tune with yourself and evolve your life, welcome to the show. This episode is brought to you by the Empowered Eaters Collective, a monthly membership program that will get you out of your head and into action so you can become the version of yourself who's confident, in control, and isn't thinking about food 24-7. For just $37 a month, this membership is packed with all the resources, support, and community you'll need to heal from diet culture and find food freedom. You'll get weekly coaching calls, monthly workshops, 24-7 community support, my signature Food Freedom Forever program, and bonus access to my Body Image Reset course and Binge Style Makeover workshop. Doors open on March 1st, but you can join anytime. And if you join the waitlist, you'll get your first month free. Head to BrittanyAllisonRD.com slash membership to get on the list. Today, we are going to be talking about food guilt. Food guilt is one of the most common challenges I see people struggling with on their journey to having a better relationship with food. And I'm willing to bet that you've experienced it before. Food guilt is so normalized, but it's not normal. Especially if you've been dieting on and off for years, you know this feeling. It has the potential to ruin your day, ruin your night, send you spiraling into a horrible mood, and even just make you feel like you have to compensate or make up for what you've eaten later on. It's not fun. It's not productive. It's not helpful. And the interesting thing about guilt is that it's a conditioned emotion. It's taught to us and we experience it when we feel like we've done something wrong internally inside of us feeling guilt it's often seen as something productive and I think our culture really makes us feel like guilt is productive we beat ourselves up we tell ourselves to do better for our own sake we almost use that shame and judgment to try to motivate ourselves into doing better in the future and in the case of food we try to use that guilt in a way you're not we're not necessarily consciously doing this but on some level we're trying to use the guilt to motivate us to not eat that food anymore to not act that way around food anymore when in reality the guilt that we feel it only does harm and guilt in other areas I mean it can be a good thing to help us check in around at times right if we've hurt somebody if we've stolen something if we lied it can help us check in and correct the course but Because it's a learned emotion, we may have also learned to attach guilt where it doesn't really fit, and that is where food comes in. Diet culture has become so in our faces that we often don't even recognize when our thoughts have been hijacked by it, which leads to unwarranted food guilt. And this food guilt can lead to disordered eating, keep you stuck in disordered eating habits, and can ultimately be damaging to both your physical and your mental health. It takes away from you fully experiencing your life, fully being present, and it sucks the joy and pleasure out of food, which we really don't want. It makes you think about food way more than you have to. So today in this episode, I'm going to help you understand why food guilt happens, give you some tips for how to overcome it in the big picture, as well as what to do in the moment when you're feeling this way. Because truly, there is no need to feel guilt about food. And it's important to understand on a logical level that there is no true need to feel guilt or shame about your food choices. It does not serve you. A well-balanced eating pattern includes all types of food. Food 
is not just nourishment, right? Food is not just calories and energy and nutrients. Food is certainly not just, you know, points and macros and portions. Food also has this really large emotional component for us as humans, and it always has. Historically, food has always been a source of culture, community, comfort, nostalgia, creativity, tradition. We eat to thrive, not just to survive. And diet culture makes us look at food just through this lens of the physical aspect of it, through the nutrient lens. And absolutely, that is part of food. I am not denying that. I am a dietitian after all. But food also has this massive emotional component. And when we only look at it through this nutrient food energy component, we run into all of these all or nothing issues. We run into this binge and restrict cycle. We run into emotional eating. We run into overeating. We need to be able to expand our view of food and look at it as both. Food guilt is just not productive for creating balanced eating habits, but it can also be really damaging to your physical and mental health because it sends you so far the other way from balance. Really interestingly, there was a study that was done where people were asked if they associated chocolate cake more with guilt or celebration. And the results of the study showed that the individuals who said the chocolate cake was associated with guilt were no healthier or more motivated than those who associated it with celebration. In fact, they felt less in control around food and said they were more likely to overeat, which I feel like just really highlights what guilt does to us with food. And maybe taking a second to just pause and kind of reflect there. Have you ever felt that way around food items you associate with guilt or shame? Do you feel like you have less control around them? Do you feel like those are the foods that you tend to binge on? Are those the foods that you tend to overeat on or be compulsive around or feel like you need to hide while eating and then you end up going overboard because of that? Just take a second and maybe pause and do some reflection there. And going off what I said there, food guilt really does perpetuate this binge and restrict cycle, right? The shame and the guilt, they get really strong after overeating. So then you try to be more rigid and restrictive with your behaviors to make up for being bad. But then you're left feeling out of control around food because you've become hyper aware that you can't have it. And so what ends up happening You overindulge and the cycle continues. You go right back into restriction and rigidity to make up for feeling bad and you know the drill. It might also sound something like, I haven't had any whatever food item it is, maybe let's say pizza all week and I'm just, I'm only going to have it this one time. I'm not going to have it again. I'll do better on Monday. So I may as well just have all the pizza right now. Once again, that cycle repeats itself. It kind of creates this last supper mentality of this is the last time I'm going to eat this food or I'm going to do better tomorrow or I'm going to do better on Monday. If you've ever been in either of these scenarios, whenever you're in this kind of binge restrict start and stop cycle, you're not able to form consistent balanced eating habits that support your long-term health, right? The guilt and the shame, they lead to these feelings of helplessness, lack of control, which really perpetuates poor self-esteem, low mood. It really hurts your relationship with food and it takes a toll on your body image too. And this is why it's so important to really put that time and effort and energy into overcoming food guilt and developing a better relationship with food. And in terms of some big picture, if we're going to zoom out and look at some strategies for how to stop feeling food guilt, just know that it's a journey and it's going to take time. But 
with practice, it's absolutely possible to reduce food guilt. I'm not saying it's never going to come up again. And I don't want you to expect yourself that you're never ever going to feel guilty again. But really, the goal is to have those instances of food guilt be really few and far between. And when they do come up, the volume is turned way down, they're not too loud, and you can identify them figure out where they're coming from and just move on with ease. That is the ultimate goal. That is the sweet spot that we want to aim to. And so I'm going to go through a few kind of strategies that you can use to really start overcoming food guilt. And over time, this is going to help you get to a place of more ease and more peace with your food choices. First and foremost, number one is to bring awareness to when and why you're experiencing food guilt. This first step is really all about bringing awareness to the situation. And there are two big main reasons that cause food guilt as a result of eating certain foods. Number one is maybe you were eating mindlessly and you didn't realize it until after the fact. Feelings of guilt can happen if you make a food choice that's not in alignment with what you truly want or need. And this usually happens when external factors, what's happening in your life, in your day, influence your food choices without you even really realizing it. Things like stress, boredom, your environment, eating while distracted, those are some really common factors that come up. And you might experience this if you make an in-the-moment decision that you didn't truly want to make, right? This type of guilt tends to have less to do with the food itself, but more to do with you not taking or taking a specific action. So that's the first thing we want to bring awareness to is Are any of these mindless moments happening with your eating? The second thing we want to bring awareness to is food rules. Are you labeling foods as bad or off limits? This can happen even when you consciously choose to eat something because you really enjoy it, but that sense of shame creeps in anyways because we've trained ourselves to think of some foods as right and others as wrong. Labeling food good and bad, it makes food a moral issue, which it's really not meant to be. We want to learn to keep the food itself neutral. Every single time that you label food as good or bad, it reinforces this belief system that's damaging, can cause fear, worry, guilt, and shame with eating. And so instead of attaching words around food, empower yourself to think of food as pleasure and nourishment rather than self-control. When we begin to see all foods on the same even playing field, foods that we deem as less healthful don't have the same kind of emotional baggage that tends to come along with eating them. Good nutrition means a healthy relationship with food, eating a variety of food, enjoying your food without a side of guilt. We want to learn to keep the food neutral by removing the labels from the food. And so next time you see yourself labeling food, really work on reframing your thought to one where food is neutral. Instead of thinking this food is bad, thinking that this is food, I deserve to feel good while eating and after eating. You might also be striving for the perfect diet. And it's so, so important to remember that there's no such thing as perfect eating and imperfect eating is not a moral failure. Eating X servings of vegetables per day, avoiding added sugar and refined carbs, it seems like there's a right way to eat perfectly and to improve your well-being if you follow these rules, but if you don't, you're a failure. The idea of eating perfectly is created by diet culture. It does not exist. If you try to follow diet culture, it's going to disconnect you from your body, bring you guilt, stress, and anxiety around food. So just remember, there is no way to perfectly eat. Remember the big picture. Anything that you eat is just a small part of your overall diet. So those are the two things that I really want you to bring awareness to for this first strategy. 
if you're making mindless choices with food and if there are food rules coming up. Just start to bring awareness to it because without awareness, we cannot take action. The second strategy to reduce food guilt is to let go of the food rules. So just think about what would happen when you were a kid and your parent or your guardian or your teacher told you that you weren't allowed to do something. How would you react? Or if I told you right now, don't think about a pink giraffe. You're going to think about a pink giraffe, right? You're going to want to do exactly what that person tells you not to do. And you're going to want to do it so much more too. You want to rebel against it. And this is the same series of events that occurs with food rules. It's human nature. When we tell ourselves that we can't have a food item, that it's bad for us, we're not allowed to have it, we're inadvertently putting the food item on a pedestal right? We are making that food shiny and exciting and enticing and sexy. And that pedestal, it makes us idealize that food item and want so much more of it than if we had just allowed ourselves to have some in the first place. Once we do have that food item, either because we finally allow ourselves, reward ourselves, or it's simply placed in front of us and we no longer have self-control, we're much more likely to overindulge and then feel that extreme sense of guilt that we don't want to have. So when we remove the food rules altogether, when we take that item off the pedestal, when we put it on that even playing field with everything else, that food item no longer has power over us. We no longer feel out of control around it. And so then that guilt cycle stops. We want to learn to let go of the food rules and the guilt will go with it. So from step one, once you've identified, brought awareness around those food rules, step two is to start letting go of those food rules, start to challenge them, question them, get curious about them. Where did you learn them? Why are you holding on to them? Are they really helping you or are they creating this binge and restrict cycle that you're on the hamster wheel of repeating over and over and over again? Start to challenge those food rules and also build trust with yourself that you do not need food rules to dictate your eating. Your body knows what you need. You are a smart and accomplished person. You do not need to rely on all of these rules to keep you in line. You can do that yourself. I know you do it in other areas of your life and food is no different. So work on really letting go of those food rules and don't hesitate to reach out if you need any help with this. Strategy number three is to slow down before meals. Our lives are so busy, we are so on the go, and I know that this is something that is really challenging to do from time to time. And so I don't want you to force yourself or go all or nothing with it and expect that, okay, every single meal I have to be super slow and super mindful and really in tune, but just practice slowing down before your meals when you can. And I'm not saying to take this massive long pause or anything like that, but to just slow down. Because as I mentioned before, sometimes food guilt can stem from mindless eating, right? And this happens when you're distracted by something in your environment or the situation you're in triggered you to eat when you weren't truly hungry. So just taking that moment, that second to pause before eating and just check in with yourself is such a powerful tool. Again, you might not be able to do this all the time, but the more you can practice it, maybe in those easier times, perhaps dinner is easiest for you, or in the evening, you're kind of not doing too much, or maybe breakfast is really easy for you. Just start to practice and it'll start to come and be more easy in those times that are more stressful or fast paced or hectic. So when you're taking this pause, ask yourself why you're eating. Is it boredom, stress? Is it situational? Or are you experiencing physical hunger? Are you eating out of intention and mindfulness or is it unintentional and mindless? Then ask yourself if what you are choosing to eat is something you truly want or only want because of external factors. 
If your food guilt stems from eating specific foods, this pause can allow you to give yourself full permission to intentionally choose and enjoy that food. Because as I've talked about before, sometimes putting foods off limits makes us want them when we don't actually really want them. As much as you can, eat intentionally, put away distractions, pay attention to your food, check in with your body, and just savor your food and be present. Extract all of the pleasure that you can from that food, from that eating experience. When you are present with your food, you receive more of the pleasure and enjoyment of the eating experience, and you don't have to continue eating to search for that satisfaction that you might get from your food a lot sooner if you actually slowed down and paid attention. So that's what I really want you to work on for strategy three is to slow down before your meals and as much as you can during, but do it when you can. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. It does not have to be perfect. Strategy number four is to give yourself permission to reduce food guilt. And I know that this maybe sounds kind of weird, but hear me out. Sometimes we just need the reminder that food guilt is not serving us. And the permission to finally let it go might actually take you further than you think and help you get to that place that you're working for. When you notice yourself feeling guilty after eating, acknowledge the thought and let it go. Give yourself permission to let it go. And remind yourself of the permission that you have to eat that food. The food guilt is not serving you. If you have a hard time giving yourself permission, lean on me. I am giving you permission to eat the food. It is okay. Because I know that sometimes it's hard to trust yourself, that you're going to make the right choice, that you're guiding yourself on your path. This is where it's great to really reach out for help and support. But for now, just remind yourself that I am giving you permission and it's going to be okay. This will help you to feel more satisfied, move forward and onward after eating rather than just getting stuck in that guilty feeling. The fifth strategy is to just practice compassionate curiosity. The older we get, the more we learn that things don't always go according to plan, right? Even the healthiest, the most consistent people in the world make imperfect eating choices sometimes because that perfection does not exist. And we are all human. We are designed to crave and enjoy food. And real life is always going to come in the way of this facade of perfection. It's inevitable for things to take a turn without our intention every once in a while. And when this does happen, practicing compassionate curiosity can allow us to break that guilt cycle. What I mean by this is the next time you're eating maybe doesn't go according to plan or you eat something that you didn't really want to or you're mindless or whatever it is, just get curious instead of getting upset with yourself. Instead of going right to that place of judgment of like, why did I do that? almost asking it as a rhetorical question, I want you to actually ask yourself that question. When you feel guilty after eating, ask, was that food choice out of alignment and why? Is there something I could have done differently the next time to prevent it? And then move forward. When you're focused on regret, it's impossible to improve and grow. But by reflecting with compassion and curiosity, you're able to look ahead to the future and plan for success rather than dwell on the past. Because honestly, beating yourself up about the food again, it's not going to keep you from eating the food. Rather than getting caught up on I shouldn't have eaten that, I really want you to just reflect on how could I have eaten that differently so that it felt better, right? Because there's a huge difference between eating four slices of cake mindlessly versus eating one slice while you're really paying attention, really focusing on it, really enjoying it, and then moving on with your life after, right? We want to be able to enjoy these foods 
those foods are not going anywhere, right? You're going to go to birthday parties. It's going to be your birthday. I'm just using cake as this example, right? But it's so important to be able to eat them, to be in peaceful coexistence with them, and then move on after. And so instead of getting stuck in that, I shouldn't have eaten that, that restrictive place, just how could I have eaten that differently so that it felt better? All right, so those are my five kind of big picture strategies that I want you to work on. First being to bring awareness to when and why you're experiencing food guilt. Second, to let go of the food rules. Third, to slow down before meals and to eat more mindfully. Fourth, to give yourself permission to reduce food guilt. And five, to practice compassionate curiosity. Next, I want to get into some in-the-moment strategies because all this big picture stuff is fine and good and it really helps in the long term. But in the here and now, I also want you to have some tangible things that you can do when you are feeling food guilt so that you don't get stuck in it and it doesn't turn you into that spiral of going back to restricting and then binging again. So first thing, okay, we're in the situation, you've eaten something and now you're feeling guilty. What I want you to do is first pause. When you begin to feel the onset of food guilt, when you start to feel that pit in your stomach when it's coming on, just pause and consider what just happened. Before you ate that food, how did you feel? What thought started the spiral into guilt? And the third thing I want you to ask yourself is, when was the first time you remember feeling like this with food? And that question is so powerful because it reminds you that you haven't always felt that way with food, that the way you are feeling in that moment is learned. It was taught to you probably by somebody who doesn't have a very good relationship with food, probably by somebody who you maybe wouldn't trust with your life or you wouldn't trust to give you other advice or guide you on your way. Maybe somebody whose shoes you don't really want to actually be in. And so just checking in with yourself about some of these questions of how did you feel before, what thoughts started this, and when did you start feeling like this with food can just help you to bring some awareness that the guilt is not in control of you, you are in control of it. The second thing I want you to do is to rationalize. When you're experiencing strong food guilt, it can be difficult to take the emotion out of the situation and think rationally, right? We get super in our heads. We get really subjective about things. And what we want to do is be more objective. So take a moment to breathe and reason with yourself. Just ask, will you still feel guilty for eating that slice of cake in a month? Does that slice of cake really make you unworthy of love? Or are you going to look back on that cake and remember how maybe it made you feel connected to those you shared it with or the experiences you had with that cake? Rationalize with yourself, debunk the myths that that little gremlin in your head is feeding you. So much of the guilt from food stems from your beliefs about yourself, your body, the healthfulness of your eating habits, all of which simply are not inherently true. Eating carbs or sugar won't make you a bad person. Skipping the gym does not make you lazy. Overeating does not make you unlovable. You're not going to spiral your weight out of control from one meal, one day, or one weekend. Take a moment to breathe through the guilt and talk yourself down off that ledge by being objective, by being rational. Third thing to wrap it all together is to talk to yourself as you would a friend. Can you imagine saying to a friend or a family member, Are you sure you want to eat that? You ate too much. You're going to get so fat if you eat that. You're eating carbs. Carbs are so unhealthy. 
That makes you gross. That makes you unworthy of love. How crazy do these thoughts sound when you say them out loud like that? Can you imagine saying this to your best friend, to your mom, to your sister, to somebody that you love? So with that in mind, why is it okay to say them to yourself? If you notice these negative thoughts and criticisms popping up in your head, acknowledge them and practice compassion. Do not judge yourself for experiencing these thoughts, but rewrite them as you would for a friend. Replace your feelings of guilt with that compassion. Remember that you have not done anything wrong. You're still very much worthy of love and acceptance. You have not made a massive mistake. If you're struggling to separate yourself from these critical thoughts, try writing them down in a journal or even in the notes app in your phone. Sometimes writing them down can be difficult because it's very confronting, but what it does is it helps you recognize the need to reframe these thoughts with a lot more compassion and kindness. And again, just go back to how would you speak to a friend who is experiencing these thoughts? If you're still not having any luck, talk to a friend, talk to a relative, tell them what's on your mind if you feel comfortable doing so, or, you know, join the Empowered Eaters Collective and tell us we are here to support you and help you and help rationalize that guilt that you're experiencing. Next thing I want you to do is to remember your food freedom goals. Remember the bigger picture. You are working towards having a better relationship with food. And in food freedom, there's no such thing as good foods or bad foods or food rules. Here you work hard to give yourself full permission to eat all foods without guilt or compensation. So how can you practice these goals in the moment while you're experiencing food guilt? And the first thing to do is to forgive yourself, right? Forgive yourself for what you're feeling guilty about and for experiencing the guilt itself. Just remember your why, right? Why did you embark on your journey to recovery in the first place? Did you want to stop thinking about food so much, spending your life trapped in your head, feeling guilty and unworthy? Did you want to be more present for your loved ones? Did you want to live a fuller, happier life? Remind yourself of why you started this journey in the first place and then choose to act in alignment with these goals. There's no place for guilt in a world that allows you to live your most free and happy life. And so by combating food guilt in the moment, you don't allow it to take hold of you. You can remain present, allow yourself to eat any foods that you want and move on with your day knowing you haven't done anything wrong or bad. And then finally, to just wrap it all up is to change activities and move forward. If you are stewing while watching TV, right, maybe you ate that slice of cake while watching TV or something like that, get off the couch, go do something else, literally go do anything else. Put in a load of laundry, get outside, go for a walk, do some stretching, go read, call your mom, just do anything else. Go play with your dog. If you physically shift your behavior, it also becomes easier to get out of that mental spiral that you're in. If you're sitting on the couch, you know, you're doing some of these things, you're trying to work through it mentally, but then you stay on the couch, it becomes really easy for your brain to come back to those thoughts of food guilt. So as you're working through, The final step is to get up, go do something else, even just change your environment. If you're going to keep watching the TV or watching the movie or whatever, maybe, you know, get it on your laptop and go into your room or something like that. Just change your environment, change your behavior. It's going to help you shift uh, the way that you're thinking in those patterns too. And so just considering what other action can you take to feel good or feel better in that moment. So those are my four practical steps for in the moment. First, to pause. Second, to rationalize with yourself, to kind of bring yourself back down to earth, stop catastrophizing. Third, to talk to yourself as you would a friend, then remember your food freedom goals, and then change activities and move forward. 
If you want to make this really simple, you just want to, you know, get down to the nitty gritty, do the pause, do the rationalizing, forgive yourself for feeling guilty, forgive yourself for eating that food, and then change activities and move forward. That's the kind of in a nutshell version. If you want to make it a little longer, then you can do those other steps I outlined. These are just the first few steps to take to overcome food guilt, but by practicing these and other mindful practices, you're going to start to experience more freedom and peace with your food choices over time. And so as you get started with these steps, do not forget to be patient with yourself. I said it once, I'll say it again. It's normal for those feelings of guilt or shame to come back up every so often. This is especially true when working to remove food rolls. So just know that it takes a lot of compassion, patience, practice, and support to really help you reframe your mindset around your relationship with food. If you want help putting all of this into action and support along the way, join my monthly membership program, The Empowered Eaters Collective, to get the most out of your healing journey, receive community support, group coaching calls, my complete Food Freedom Forever course, bonus courses and workshops, all for just $37 per month. Doors open on Friday, March 1st. You can join anytime and use coupon free first to get your first month free. See you in the membership. Bye.